0: Hi, and welcome to Abstraction. My name is Tiger, and today we will be entering the magical world of Harry Potter. Both through the books, but also through the movies. Remember, if you want me to talk about a story, or a a special topic, you can always send me an email here at Abstraction. So now, let's begin. So, um, well, let's start with talking about the books. Um... Well, um, if you didn't know, Harry Potter is a character from, uh, well, she's a character from, he's a character from this book series called Harry Potter. Um, it's probably one of the most popular book series in the whole entire world, I have to say. They're, they were all made by J.K. Rowling, who's an author. Um. Well, I'll read you. Um. I'll read you all of the books there are. So it starts in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which was written in two thousand one. Then Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which is in two thousand and two. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban was in two thousand and four. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire was in two thousand five. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix is in 2007. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince is in 2009. And Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows is, well, from 2010 to 2011. And that's, um, well, that's the last um, book. And, um, yeah. So there are seven books in total. Um, I have read all of them, seven of them, many times, at least, like, I must have read all of them at least, like, ten times or something, no joke. Um, I really enjoy all of the books, I think that they're, well, I think that they're all good, I mean, there's not a single one that I don't like, like, I love all of the books. Um, but there are like one or two that I just don't reread. I do actually read them almost every single day, surprisingly, but I do love these books. Um, well, I'll go rating each one in order. So starting with Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, in this one, we first get to meet Harry, and I think in this one, we get to see most, well, this is the book we're in the beginning, they talk a lot, or you see a lot from his beginning, or, um, not from his beginning, but you see him living as a normal person, then, technically, he gets this, um, letter, Hagrid comes, Hagrid's a character, if you didn't know, he's, like, this giant (laughs) guy, he's really nice, but anyways, the first movie is technically about um, we get to meet Harry, and it's about Harry, Harry Potter's first year at Hog- Hogwarts, the school for witchcraft and wizardry. Um, this book, um, I don't remember if I read this one first, but I do like it very much. Um, the movie is also pretty good. It's about this, or in some cases, it's called the Philosopher's Stone, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, or the Sorcerer's Stone depending on where you're from, but, um, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, it's pretty good, I would rate it 7 out of 10, um, I just don't re- really reread it, because, I mean, after a while, it gets kind of boring, because, well, what can I say, um, yeah, but 7 out of 10 for this one, now, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, uh, 2002, now we kind of know Harry more, and, um, he, we get to learn a bit more about, well, his friends, I think, um, yeah, I like this one as well, you get to learn more about this guy called Lucius Malf- Malfoy, and you start to learn, um, a bit more about Voldemort, which is, like, um, Harry Potter's arch nemesis, but he's, like, gone from the earth or something, but he's still alive, or something like that, um, um, I I like this one a bit more than the other than the first one I would reread it but just not that often. I would say maybe um I would say maybe like 7.5 out of 10. I do sometimes reread it but not that often. Um well yeah, 7.5 out of 10. Now moving on to the third one, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm reading this one right now actually. Um I'm like at the end. This one was made in 2004. And um I I don't know what I think about this one. I well actually I do. I I like it very much. I would probably give it an 8. And no. i would give it like an 8.5 maybe. I really like this one. It's about um we get to learn more about this guy called Sirius Black. And I don't want to spoil too much, but Sirius Black is, was technically, uh, he was a friend of um, Harry Potter's dad when they were younger, but then everyone thinks that he um, he betrayed them and he killed lots of people, but it turns out he didn't. Um, yeah, like, so like I said, 8.5 out of 10. I, uh, yeah, I like it pretty much. Uh, okay, going over to... Um, the Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Um, this is number four. If yeah, this is number four. It Was made in two thousand and five. Um, well, the Goblet of Fire. It's techni- It's this one is about when Harry he goes to Hogwarts and it's this giant like competition that they're having, and it, lots of other schools come to participate. But you have to be like over seventeen to do it, and Harry is only, like, 14, I think, but then he somehow gets in, and he has to, um, do these really, like, hard challenges, and, um, yeah, and then the big thing in this one is that Voldemort comes back at the end, um, well, this one, I don't, I can't say I enjoyed it as much as the last one, I would probably give it a 7 out of 10, I still reread it, but yes, 7, 7.2 maybe uh, out of 10. It's fine, I guess. Moving on, we have Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. This is book number 5. I absolutely love this one. This is one of the best ones by far, according to me. Um, it's so good. I would probably give it... I don't know actually I might even give it a 10 out of 10. This is the longest book she's written. Um number 5. Uh I really love it. I love all the villains. It's about well you learn more about Dumbledore. You It's pretty good. They start like Dumbledore's army which is like a club where they learn lots of um spells and things. Uh um I don't know. I really liked it. I would probably give it a 9.7 out of 10. Yeah, or no. You know what? I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. This one was really good. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix number 5 was really good. Probably my favorite one out of all of them. Now, moving on, we have number 6. No. We have, yeah. No, we have number 6, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. This is also one of my favorites. This is the second last one. Uh, it was made in two thousand and nine. I would say it's also pretty good. You get to learn a lot more about Voldemort and uh, mostly about his backstory, which is really interesting. Um, the end was really sad, though. Uh, I don't want to tell you what happened, but it is really sad. I I do love it, but I don't love it as ...as much as The Order of the Phoenix. So, number 7, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince... ...will be getting a 9.9... No, 9.5. And then moving on to the last one... ...which is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Now, this one... ...Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows... ...is probably getting a 10 out of 10 for me. It, It was really really good, you get to, it's like, this is probably the only book where they're not at Hogwarts, or at least not, like, learning at Hogwarts, and, um, well, it was kind of different, but it, I think it's really well, they made it really well, and the last battle was, um, I really liked it, and at the end, yeah, I, I loved the whole, um, the whole of the last book, so 10 out of 10 as well, so, yeah, my number one would be Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And then my number two would be Deathly Hallows. My number three would be the Half Blood Pins. My number four would be the Prisoner of Azkaban, and my number five would be Goblet of Fire. So those are my top um I if you buy these books, please I think you should read them in order. It really helps um Well, if you don't read them in order, you pretty much won't understand. For example, if you buy like, if you read the second last one first, or like the last one first, you will understand nothing, and the book won't the books won't make sense at all. Um, but all in all, if I would if I would rate the whole series, I would probably give it a nine point eight out of ten pretty much, yeah, it's a really good series, I 100% recommend, if you like reading at all, you should get this book, or these books, now, well, that was all of those books, now let's talk a bit about the movies as well, so, all of them, well, there are actually eight movies, instead of um well there are seven books and there are eight movies but the reason there are eight movies is because the last one the last movie or the last book they split into two movies um for me it doesn't really make sense because the last one wasn't even the longest book the fifth one was the longest book so if anything they should make that one into two parts but i mean that's what they did um, I've watched, I don't think I've actually watched, I've read every single book, like I said, but I, I haven't watched every single book. I know I've watched, i watched the second movie, and I've watched, um, I've only watched the second movie and the second last movie, I actually think. I might have watched the first movie as well, but yeah, I 100% haven't watched the rest of the movies. I think I've only watched like 3 of the movies which is surprising um because I've I mean I've read all of them but it doesn't make sense. I um I have to say I love the actors. I love all of the actors um in the movies. I think they made a really good job. Um I think they made a I, I think they did a really good job of turning the books into the mo- into movies. Um, but I, I, for me, it was kind of interesting first reading the books and then watching the movies and see how they kind of changed up to movies. It, for me, it is, um, for me, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Um, if I were to rate the movies, um, I like the last ones most, I think. I also like the fifth one most as well, because, well, that one was good, um, well, yeah, that's, um, if, well, the, I mean, I don't know what more to say about this. The movies, I mean, there's not too much to talk about them. They all pretty much, they're the same. But there is one thing I wanted to say about this. I have actually been on the set where they made um Harry Potter. I went to what do you call it it's not really a museum but like i i went to this place warner brothers place in the in um, the uk where they have they have like everything from the set and it was actually really cool and you got to see how they made it you got to see how they have the actors how they made all the special effect effects not facts what am i talking about all the wads and then you can actually buy, like, exact copies of the wand, and then there was actually one wand where you could buy the exact one, which they used during filming, but, um, that one cost, uh, a lot of monies, and I don't have any monies, if you know me, you know that I don't have a lot of monies, but, hey, yeah, anyways, I actually like this, uh, so, if we want to talk about the actors, the person that acted as Harry Potter was Daniel Radcliffe. The person that act as, acted as Hermione Granger was Emma Watton. And the person that acted as Ron was uh, Rupert Grint. And those three are pretty much the main characters of all the movies. They're in all the movies, all the books as well. Um, I've learned a bit more about how they did the filming because since... It was kind of hard for them in the beginning to film with lots of kids because I mean they couldn't just take kids out of school for like a few months and then just put them back so what they did was they had they when they were filming they split all the kids into two groups so first they would film with the first group in the morning while the other group went to school and then in the afternoon the first group would go to school and the second group would come back from school and film In the afternoon, so that way they could film the whole day. The kids would both go to school and film at the same time, so it's a pretty good solution. And of course, they used the same actor for Harry Potter in every single movie, and the same actors for, well, at least Ron and Hermione. And um, it it was really sad for them when they had to leave because imagine being together for a year, I think almost like eight years, probably. They were together, and then they had to leave each—leave, like, that must have been a sad, very sad moment. Well, I think I've talked mostly about everything I can about the movies. I would—I like them all. Um, I wouldn't really say they're scary, but, uh, well, they're 100% good. Um, the books, I would 100%—you should definitely go and read them. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say about this. I mean, if you want some facts about J.K. Rowling, she's 37... 31... No, she's 54, actually. Um, her real name is Joanna Rowling. She has um three kids, and yeah. She's made... Well, the only... She's made more than actually the... Uh, she's made more than the uh, Harry Potter books. She's made a lot of other books as well. Some of them are connected to... um. Some of them are connected to the Harry Potter universe. For example, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Um, But she's written uh, some other books. For example, Lethal White and The Casual Va- Vacancy. And um, she's... I don't know how many she's written. I think she's written, like, about 40, maybe 50 books, which is a lot of people, or a lot of books, but, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all the fact. So now I've talked about the books, and I've talked about the movies, and I've talked about a bit about being on the set, and I've also talked a bit about J.K. Rowling herself. So now let's get into some facts about her or let's get into some quick fun fact about Harry Potter <music> Rowling and Harry share a birthday both of them were born on the 31st of July and that's not the only influence Rowling had on her characters she said that Hermione is a bit like her when she was younger and Rowling's favorite animal is an otter, which is of course Hermione's Patronus. Plus, both Dumbledore and Rowling like sherbet lemons. Rowling said that the wizards got good taste. First of all, I also love sherbet lemons personally, and also, well, I I think it's really cool and um, fun when um, authors put a bit of themselves into their writing. It it makes it feel like. Yeah, well, it makes it feel more um, fun. And it makes it, yeah, it makes me feel like, yeah, it feels better. <laughs> she invented the names of the Hogwarts houses on the back of a barf bag. When one student asked her, what made you think of the people's names on dormitories at Hogwarts? Rowling responded, I invented the names of the house, houses on the back of an airplane sick bag. This is true. I love inventing names, but I also collect unusual names so that I can look through my notebook and choose one that suits a new character. Early on, Rowling wrote a sketch of the final chapter of the final book. I had, very early on, but not the first day or anything, probably within the first year of writing, I wrote a sketch for what I thought the final chapter of the final book would be. She told Harry Potter's big screen portrayer, Daniel Radcliffe, in an interview for the Deathly Hallows Part 2 DVD Extra Features. I always knew, and this was from really early on, that I was working toward the point where Hagrid carried Harry, alive but supposedly dead, out of the forest. Always. I knew we were always working towards a final battle at Hogwarts. I knew that Harry would walk his death. I planned the ghost, for, for one of a better word, Coming back, that they would talk ta- would walk with him into the forest. We'd all be- we would all believe he was walking through death, and then and he would emerge in Hagrid's arms. That's kind of cool that she wrote a, a rough sketch of the final chapter of the final book, like really early. But of course she didn't use that um, version. But she did. It 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 was kind of similar to the one we're known to today. The Dementors are based on Rowling's struggle with depression after her mother's death. Oh, that's really sad. her Her mom died in 1990. Um, well, I get how she. I kind of get now how she meant how she f- um well came up with the Dementors because if your mom died, you would feel like uh how you would feel like a Dementor was close to you. Yeah. She created Quidditch after a fight with her boyfriend. One student asked her, No, if you want to create a game like Quidditch, what you have to do is have an enormous argument with your then-boyfriend, Rowling said. Then after the fight, she went out of her house and into a pub in 2003 and wrote and wrote um, or came up with Quidditch. That's kind of funny that she just kind of forgot about the argument and started writing or coming up with Quidditch. Number six, The Wizarding World's Plants came from a real book. I used to collect names of plants that sounded witchy, said Rowling. The book that she got the plants from was called Culper's Complete Herbal. I haven't ever heard of that book, but if you have, um, well, tell me a bit about it. A proposed title for the American version of Philosopher's Stone was Harry Potter in the School of Magic. Rowling turned that down, saying, according to American publisher Arthur Levine, No, that doesn't feel right to me. What if we called it the Sorcerer's Stone? I don't either think that Harry Potter and the School of Magic really fits in. It feels kind of childish or something. I don't know, I, I, I think um, Sorcerer's Stone was a lot better than um, the School of Magic. It feels so weird. Arthur Weasley was supposed to die. In a battle between good and evil, uh, evil this epic, not everyone would make it through alive. That would have led to very fluffy, cozy books, Rowling said. She thought about killing Arthur Weasley, Arthur Weasley's um, Ron's dad, after he's attacked by Nagini in Order of the Phoenix, but instead opted to save him, partly because there are very few good fathers in the book. In fact, you can make a very good case for Arthur... Weasley being the only good father in the whole series. She also seriously considered killing Ron, then thought better of it. Imagine if Ron would have died, that would have made a totally different story. I, I couldn't imagine Harry Potter without Ron. Ron is his best friend, and yeah, it would feel weird without him. Instead, Lupin, a character she had no intention of killing when she began the books, and Tonks, his wife, died during the final battle of Hogwarts. I wanted there to be an echo of what happened to Harry, just to show the absolute evil what Voldemort of Voldemort's doing, she said. I think one of the most dev- devastating things about war is th- the children left behind. There's a very good reason Harry's eyes aren't green in the movies. You know how in the books, Harry's eyes are described as bright green? but Radcliffe's are blue in the movies. When sure Stone was in pre-production, Heyman called Rowling and told, and told her the options. They'd tried, they tried green contacts. They could also try making Radcliffe's eyes green in post-production. How important was it, he wondered, for Harry's eyes to be green? Rowling said that the only thing that was really important was that Harry's eyes looked like his mother's eyes, so whoever played Lily Potter would, have, would, would need to have some resemblance to Radcliffe. This was a relief for Radcliffe, who had an, an extremely adverse reaction to the contacts. He was also allergic to the glasses, which made him break out in acne. The film's makeup artist applied the lightning bolt scar many, many times over the course of the eight films. Five thousand eight hundred times to be exact. Imagine having, having to do that over and over and over and over and over again. In the first two movies it was um, the scar was painted onto his forehead, but in the other ones they used some sort of like makeup or something. There could have been an official Harry Potter musical. Rowling had turned down a lot of proposed Harry Potter ideas, including, she told Winfrey, a musical that Michael Jackson wanted to do. Imagine a Harry Potter musical with Michael Jackson in it. That would have been weird. Okay, this one is kind of even weirder. Dumbledore was actually gay. In 2007, when asked by a fan whether or not Hogwarts' favorite headmaster had ever been in love, Rowling responded, I always thought of Dumbledore as gay. She revealed that he, she revealed that he had fallen in love with Grindelwald. And that added to his horror when Grindelwald showed himself to be what he was. Grindelwald, Grindelwald was this really bad person. Stephen King thought Dolores Umbridge was a great villain. In his review of Order of the Phoenix for Entertainment Weekly, King said, the gently smiling Dolores Umbridge, with her girlish voice, toad-like face, and clutching stubby fingers, is the greatest make-believe villain to come along since Hannibal Lecter. And, well, you if, if you've, um, um, been at this podcast before you know that we've already had an episode on stephen king and if you haven't heard it you should go and listen to it of course it's really good um i i find it cool that he like actually read and reviewed her book and he stephen king who writes pretty much horror stories actually thinks that one of her villains is like a really good villain. That's kind of funny funny and also cool actually. Now, we're actually at the end of the list. That was a few fact or a few facts that you probably haven't heard about the Harry Potter books or movies. Um well, yeah, that's pretty much Okay, now we have reached the end of this episode of abstraction. Um I hope you liked it. Um If you want me to continue doing book reviews and movie reviews like this, um, if you want me, in other words, to continue the From Books to Movies and Everything in Between series, um, send an email to me or just like the podcast. Um, if you haven't already listened to all the other episodes, you really should. They are 100% worth it. Um, that's all uh, for today. Hope you have a good day. Hope you have a good time. I know I did. Um... Okay, well, bye.